0: And welcome to The Wing Woman, hosted by best mates and journalists, Frankie Graddon,
1: that's me, and Charlie gowans Eglinton. that's her. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, Francesca. <laughs> One of the great loves of my life.
0: Oh, likewise, babe. Thank you very much. Did you have a romantic morning thus far? Cleaned up a lot of spilt porridge on the floor. Mm. Did get a card. Lovely. Apparently Alfie said he wants to marry me. Isn't that nice? I always think that's weird. No. I know it's a normal thing. I think it's weird. Yeah. And I know this is at odds with my whole mummy issue. I was gonna say. I know. I know. I am. Those are the same vibe. I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> but I do think until the age of eight, I would like Alfie to want to
1: marry me. Eight. Eight yeah
0: is <laughs> that too old ew.
1: that is really icky of you
0: anyway so that's on the card <laughs> and Ben got me some posh hot chalk
1: lovely I know
0: so nice all the way from Brighton Brighton he went on a day trip for what?
1: <laughs> specifically for the hot chalk <laughs> how was yours? fine what, nothing I did nothing I came here. The builders opposite didn't give you any oh, that flash of There's a scaffold directly opposite my living room kitchen. So every morning when I put the blinds up, I get eight eyes directed at me. I wouldn't mind a Diet Coke break, sort of medley, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. The thing is, they're never hot, are they? No. Like, who invented the
0: idea that builders are fit? I've never been in the fortunate
1: position of employing or being near... Hot builders. But the thing is, when I whip up the blind and they all look round, they're hoping I'm Cameron Diaz in a pair of pants yeah. and a little, like, triangle bra. In my mind, I'm doing the beginning of Charlie's Angels, where she's in those, like, cartoon pants. Oh, yeah. And she opens the door to the mailman. Got it. That's the reference I'm giving. Sure. And then there's me in, like, a dressing gown over pyjamas, probably with Herdy on top because it's freezing. <laughs> Hair in a top knot. Some acne cream on, glasses, and just like a livid smacked ass face because it's first thing in the morning, I've not had my coffee yet. So, you know, no one's winning.
0: (laughs) Well, as a belated Valentine's Day treat to you and our two friends. We have more than two friends. I do. Well, I don't, actually. (laughs) That is the sum total of my friends. (laughs) Just the three of them. I'm trying to book us tickets to go and see Magic Mike. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, I keep talking about Magic Mike on this podcast, but I am obsessed. She loves
1: it so much. Salma
0: Hayek was on Graham Norton on um, Friday, and there was a clip. Uh Uh-huh. And it was sort of mortifying, but it's Channing Tatum giving Salma Hayek a lap dance. Uh Uh-huh. I'm so pleased that Salma Hayek... I think she is so... She's
1: amazing. So sexy. Channing Tatum, I don't get it. But I don't get Magic Mike either, and yet, because (laughs) you love it so much, I have been to the cinema to see the first film, maybe not the second and i've sat in the front row at the live show (laughs) (laughs) the marker of a true friend i do the marker of a true friend
0: i haven't booked tickets to the cinema in honestly three years Mm -hmm. and i can only book a week in advance my life needs more planning i'm trying to look for a fortnight in advance oh right so is this a thing with cinema tickets because maybe when i used to buy cinema tickets i was doing it in a impromptu spontaneous shall we go to the cinema this afternoon but now I'm just like, no, I need to like be scheduled, planned, people need to check diaries, childcare needs to happen, blah, blah, blah. I think we used to do it in advance. I feel like that's weird and new, but I never book cinema tickets. Maybe it's just because they're hot property, the Magic Mike tickets. Speaking of all things romantic, I watched Reese Witherspoon's new
1: rom-com at the weekend. How was
0: it? I'm trying to think what it's called. I Your love place Reese- or mine?
1: Mm. I do love Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So go ahead, tell me.
0: Reese Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher, they are best, best friends who hooked up once upon a time back in their youth. So just like us? Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> We've never actually hooked up, it's a joke. <laughs> there's quite a good scene right at the beginning that's set in the early noughties and they reference all the good noughties fashion. So there's like a trucker a cap. Reese Witherspoon's got lots of tops laid on each other, you okay. know, with like varying... Skinny scarf? There wasn't a skinny scarf, oh, sure. but it's very much of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Ashton Kutcher's got like a belt chain, like a
1: skater boy Well, because chain. He, his dress sense when he did that punked show oh my gosh, yeah, was like the worst male fashion maybe ever. That was terrible. Awful. I fancy him so much though. Yeah, you are... We Do have you different... not fancy Ashton Kutcher? Have... We have different... He's hot. He's hot. He's not my vibe. Okay, he's not for me. He's so tall. Lovely. That's not the full No. That's no. <laughs> the only criteria. You're tall. So yeah. I get it more. No sexual chemistry at all. That's what all the reviews are saying. See, I didn't
0: get that. I was really swept along in it. So basically they play best friends who took up once upon a time. It's predictable what happens at the end. I'm not going to say it. No spoilers, but full I spoilers. don't want to spoiler it. Two hot people. They're friends. They go through stuff together. (laughs) Guess what happens. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I found it comforting that it was Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, both of whom honestly have not aged. Ashton Kutcher's aged a bit, but obviously being a bloke, it's made him even better looking. Yeah. In my eyes. Reese Witherspoon looks the actual same as she did in Cruel Intentions. What is her secret? That is nuts. Because also I'm like, it doesn't look like she's had any work done, but maybe she's had some clever work done. Is it just that she's so wholesome and it just radiates out through her? Mm -hmm. But what I did think was nice is obviously it feels very normal to see those two actors in a rom-com for us. We grew up with them being sort of the stars of that genre. But now they're in their 40s. I don't think either of them are 50 yet, but they're definitely in their 40s. Reese Witherspoon's got grown-up kids and in the film, she has a 12-year-old boy. I like that it's about romance slightly later on in life. Are they supposed to be in their 40s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They've been I didn't di- know if they were just playing young. Reese's character has been divorced. She has a 12-year-old son. Ashton's character, Eternal Bachelor, never found the right woman, so he thinks. She was there all along. Um, oh, there's a really hot guy that comes in as like a red herring love interest arguably reese should have gone for him he's gorge he's a publisher
1: love that yeah, for reese yeah in new
0: york okay yeah fit okay but ashton kutcher's like a millionaire we're not exactly sure why perfect but yeah i like that it was slightly older yeah great on a similar note i watched shotgun wedding which is the JLo rom-com I say it's like action rom com. There's quite a lot of running scenes. Action. Yeah, it takes place on an island. There's some pirates. Have fun. Genre bending film. Yeah, I mean ridiculous enough, but that's rom coms essentially. She's fifty. They don't explicitly say her age, but she's not playing young. She's had past relationships. That much is clear from the storyline. She's getting married. She looks great, but I just like that it's. You know, we're in the older category of... Especially actresses, because obviously traditionally they've been phased out. Or when they hit 40, they have to start playing the mother. Yes. And I like that they're the main love interest of these stories.
1: No, I'm totally into that. I'm just wondering if that's something that's been missing. We always had the occasional Diane Keaton's getting a kitchen makeover, falls in love with her architect. (laughs) Yeah. But... Yeah, there's not very much of that middle ground. No. Jack Nicholson fell in love a lot. Well, I feel like that was an era. And often he fell in
0: love with Diane Keaton. That was very like Coastal Grandma, Nancy Myers. Mm. It was sweet. It wasn't sexy. Something's got to give. It's a great rom-com. Yeah. Love it. Or like The First Wives Club with Goldie Horn. <sighs> a fantastic film. You Don't Own Me. What a song. So good. It
1: wasn't sexy. It wasn't hot. It was... It was something else and it, it was, was very obviously were, older. Yes, they were powerful but they weren't just like falling into bed and like having, exactly. like, having a whale of a time yeah. sexually. It
0: wasn't flirty, it was different. So what I like about these films is they are the usual formula of rom-coms but it's not 20-somethings, it's 40, 50-somethings.
1: Okay, great. So good. Well, maybe that's how I spend my Valentine's evening. Oh yeah, What
0: should. are you doing with Ben and Alfie? Tonight, nothing. But I'm going on a belated date on Friday. Where are you going? Frederick's mm-hmm. in Islington, Camden Passage. It's like an old school restaurant. Delicious. I've actually never been there, I've walked past you often. Never been to Frederick's. They have a courtyard out the back, right? Yeah, they do. It looks tiny, bijou from the front and then expands into quite an impressive room at the back with like a vaulted ceiling. Lovely. Yeah, really nice. White linen tablecloths, thick napkins, the kind that you want to pop in your handbag. Yeah. The loos aren't as juicy as what I think they could be. Unfortunate. I know. I do like a juicy toilet. I think it's part of the experience, isn't it? I'm with you. So I'm going to be doing that, which is fun, and hopefully that will be one of my better Valentine's Day date nights. Right, on this, what are your worst? I have one which really stands out as just the worst, worst, worst. If anyone used to subscribe to our newsletter, you would have read about it. It was with my ex. Don't worry, Ben, breathe a sigh of relief. Valentine's Day fell on a Friday. Mm -hmm. friday before london fashion week or the friday of london fashion week so i'd work in the morning i felt it's important just to put that context out there x had gone for a work lunch completely blotto yeah we had booked the world's smallest restaurant in barnesbury called sunday it's still there it's lovely it couldn't be smaller maybe four tables And you're basically sat on the lap of the people at the next table. Very much so. Quite quiet. I don't think there's any ambient music. But because it's so small, normally chatter just fills the air. Yeah. He's late. I'm waiting outside. How late? Not late enough for the table to be in jeopardy. Right. But late enough to piss me off. Because, you know, I have work the next day. I've got to be up at 9am for a preen show. You know, somewhere inconvenient. Yeah. And looking good. He turns up steaming drunk. I'm livid. We go in, sit down. I realise my then boss is behind me mm. trying to have her romantic date night. Mm-hmm. My ex is so drunk that he's taking the flowers out of the vase, sticking them places. Now we're
1: rude, but just... So it's like being on a date with a toddler.
0: Yeah, I think Alfie would be better he's behaved. He's regressed. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awful. Fortunately, my boss had the good grace to pretend I wasn't there and with a drunk man-baby. Yeah. It was so bad I slept on the sofa (laughs) because he passed out in the bed. I slept
1: on the sofa, did a three days of fashion week. Right. Hateful. Hateful. That guy, just to really flesh him out, was travel candle guy. I was
0: going to say, same guy that got me travel candles. Was that a birthday gift? A birthday gift. I have nothing against tiny candles. Lovely. They were cow shed. Nice brand. We'd been together five years. We lived together. It's the birthday. And you didn't have a trip planned. I wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I was going nowhere that I required Mm -hmm. small candles. It's an impersonal gift. To Mm -hmm. me, that's like Aunt Sally's coming for Christmas. Shit, what do we get her?
1: The red flags were there. I ignored them. I mean, no judgment from me. Terrible choices. (laughs) (laughs) What's your worst date? Um, Not a Valentine's one. I mean, there are so many to choose from, really. It's hard to narrow it down. But really bad first date. He suggested coffee. I should have just thought, great, okay, we'll go for a coffee. But this was pre-coffee dates being normal. This was like six years ago. So that was weird. But also he suggested it in the middle of the day. And I had a job. So said, could we do something after work hours? Like, coffee would also be fine. And he suggested meeting in this hotel bar, the Hoxton in Hoban, which was near my office at the time and we've been talking for a while he was very cagey on the apps Mm. i don't know why guys have this thing some guys who think they're kind of a celebrity this one had no reason for it as well because he didn't even like work in acting or anything but he only used an initial on the app rather than his full name it was that kind of situation he was a private tutor for like rich people so not Anything like public facing where you know the paps are chasing him down the street Mm -hmm. and I'm going to sell his story to the mirror. Turn up, he hops down off his bar stool, (laughs) he's much shorter than me. He hops back up, he hasn't ordered anything yet. I was on time for once, it was near my office. Ask me what I'd like to order, quickly look at the menu, order a glass of wine, ask him what he wants to order a tap water. Oh, he doesn't drink. He told me he was teetotal, but then he said, well, sometimes I drink champagne on special occasions, but I just don't really like alcohol. I just never really got into it. Because when he said he was teetotal, I said, are you okay with me drinking? But he was fine. He has never had a problem with alcohol. But if you don't drink, don't order a tap water. That's weird. I mean, at least order a mineral water. Mineral water, coffee, tea, a Diet Coke, whatever you like. You can order a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you order, but a tap water is weird. That's cheap. I don't think we were having food either. Oh no it's so awkward so then you have to get through a glass of wine. Just sitting there with the tap water. Uh, Awkward conversation for a while just going through so many red flags and then told me that his father was like a minister or something and that last time he had seen him they'd had a conversation about it and he was really starting to come around to Jesus and I just thought is this one of those sort of luring situations where you get sent out in the wild to bring people into the cult
0: because why am
1: I drinking you're not drinking and then like you really buried the lead on the religion thing there but discovered it at the end there's a family link it was just awful really really bad I'm so sorry yeah I feel like those kind of things you need to bring up very early on to establish if there's a common ground but this is why when people say I shouldn't be so fussy people tell single women That you're too fussy or you're too rigid. Honestly, I don't think people appreciate what is out there. (laughs) If I had written a piece about this, someone would say, it's disgusting the way women talk about short men. I've dated short men. You have. But you walk into a room, someone's lied about their height. Yeah. I have a little atheist button on my profile. And so the fuck did he. (gasps) He's lied about religion. He's lied about his job because he said it was something else and then when I got there he was like oh well, at the moment I'm sort of a tutor for like this oligarch and I was like okay so you've lied about that he lived in the oligarch's house I get it it's part of your job but weird if you wanted to go back for a shag just like so many omissions are lies no mention of didn't drink and on my profile there was a little wine glass because yeah. you have these little badges that tell people if you drink or do yeah. drugs or so that you can fucking gauge this and you turn up and the guy's <laughs> not the same height he's not giving you a real name it's just peculiar but on that note i'm going to start dating again this year i'm excited yeah, for you i feel like it's going to be fun i'm ready okay clean slate 2023 the year of dating yeah not with any particular end goal in sight uh-huh. i just feel like dating can be fun i have forgotten that it can be fun because it can also be awful and exhausting so i'm gonna have a nice time i'm very excited
0: for you how are you going to do apps are you going to do IRL? Speed dating? Are we loitering in pubs? What's the action plan? Loitering? Yeah.
1: Possibly apps. Nice. Might do some loitering first just to warm up. Uh Uh-huh. See how that goes. Break yourself into it. Yeah. The problem is, I feel like dating culture in London, there's not that many places that you can go where everyone's your age and like in a bar and hanging out. Mm. Like New York is amazing for that. And in your 30s and even 40s. If I go to a hotel lounge... It's just businessmen who want a prostitute. It's very seedy. 100%. If I go to a bar, everyone's 22. Mm. But if I go to like a zhuzhi bar, everyone's a dickhead. So I really need to find where I'm lurking. Yeah.
0: Well, do you remember we walked past the De Beauvoir Arms the other day? We'd gone to Sweet Thursday, great restaurant on Southgate Road, round our way. We were the oldest people in
1: there. We were ancient. Yeah. And when we paid the bill at half past ten... The girl asked us what our plans were that night. <laughs> so what are your plans tonight? This. This was our plans. It's finished. It's half past ten. <laughs> we're going home to go to bed. It's late, babe. <laughs>
0: are you kidding? But then we walked past the pub on the way home. And that was absolutely ramoed with very young looking people. And I feel like that used to feel quite age appropriate. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, have Gen Z just cottoned on to the fact that Beauvoir is quite a nice place to spend your Saturday night? Possibly. Because the Mardma is exactly the same. Everyone's wearing a
1: bucket hat. Exactly. Where am I supposed to go? Garden centres. <laughs> <laughs> Dolls up to the fucking nines in a pair of high heels. Just reclining on a bed of manure. <laughs> it would be good if we were into a sport. Because I feel like that's
0: quite a good place. Oh yeah, hobbies are really helpful. Hobbies but are my helpful. my hobbies
1: are like reading alone. Hmm. Drinking with you. Yeah. Eating. That's kind of it. Yeah. I booked another pottery class. Oh, well done. The intermediate course. I was so bad at the beginner's one. So part of me considered booking the beginner's one again. But then I thought, no. No. Push yourself. It's not like anyone else there is judging me. Apart from me. And the point of this hobby is not that I'm good at it and I'm going to monetize it. No. The point is that I enjoy it. But I'm not going to meet anyone there. Because last time I went, it was all women. Yeah. And then there was one guy in his like 70s. Well, see, that's the
0: same. Not that I was on the lookout, but when I did my oil painting course, I did think maybe a hunky man might be there in some paint splattered overalls. Nothing. No. No. Women in their 60s. A delightful company. But if you were going looking for love, for me, it wouldn't have been my thing. No. It wouldn't have been your thing. Definitely no. And then the thing is, if you do a sport, if you like pretend to do a sport, Say we took up squash just to
1: (laughs) see who was around. Squash is quite fun. But then you're going out with someone who likes squash. Oh yeah, I hate that. Which would be difficult. You know, they wake up on Saturday morning and I'd be like, let's lie in bed and have a coffee and read the papers. They want to play squash. Yeah. Whack a racket around. Awful. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anyone's got any top tips. Oh, though, enjoyable. I wrote a piece that's in the Times today. My usual, being furious at. government and or our financial situation so it's about the bank of mum and dad and about how the bank of mum and dad will give 14 billion a year to their children mostly to help them buy homes or do home improvements occasionally when they're getting married or something but also that half of first homeowners get help from the bank of mum and dad which suggests a broken system if half of first-time buyers need help to get onto the property ladder that is wild anyway You've all heard me moaning on about this so many times, so I'm not going to bore you, but really enjoyed the comments. I screenshotted it for you because it is so, do you know what, flattering. Especially because they've used that picture again where I've tucked my top into my (laughs) spanks and I'd done my own hair and makeup because we were in the middle of lockdown and I just had to meet a photographer in the street and have pictures taken from like 100 feet away. Robert Saunders has written, she should have leveraged her looks to marry someone rich. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thanks. Mrs. B has put, that's a depressing comment, but I don't mind it. And then Anthony Morris has put, then divorce them. I got savage. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. What else are we talking about this week? I think we should talk about Rihanna
0: on the Super Bowl.
1: Yes, you wrote about this for The Times. I
0: did. I wrote about this yesterday. So Rihanna was the headliner for the halftime show. It's only 13 minutes. Isn't that mad? Mm. I just thought it'd be half an hour. So Rihanna did her second... Pregnancy reveal. Yeah. First time she was in those low sung jeans and that Le necklace over a bare bump. And this time she was in a skin tight Loueve bodysuit with shiny
1: moulded breastplate, which you particularly enjoyed, didn't you? I'm obsessed with those. I really <laughs> want one. But also it would be a great thing for people who need to wear a bra because you've got support, Nothing. but then you also get that sort of great relaxed hit energy. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Would you sit for it? I'd have to be really cold to so think that my boobs were perky because I imagine you get it moulded to your own boobs. I'd get mine moulded to someone with better boobs, actually. Oh, interesting.
0: Had I known, I would have got mine done before breastfeeding. Right. Because I would say my boobs are 70% worse. <gasps> Sorry about that. It's fine. But I think now I'd choose someone with better boobs and then just wear those, pass them
1: off as mine. Okay. I wonder if Rihanna did that. I think you've got cracking boobs, though. Thank you. No, I feel like Rihanna's more authentic than you. I think she is. Um,
0: But anyway, she looks amazing and she's pregnant. We don't know how far along she is yet, but like visibly pregnant. But I thought it was brilliant. I think what she's done for people who are pregnant and kind of rebranding pregnancy is absolutely phenomenal in such a short space of time as well. Maternity wear has... Been slowly coming on for a while, but I mean, it's still really hard trying to find a decent pair of maternity jeans. We were talking about this yesterday. Mm. I actually have had to stop wearing my maternity jeans because they are depressing me so much. It's so hard to find the kind of clothes that you would want to wear, usually, just adapted for a pregnant body. The options are limited, and you have to spend quite a lot to get something decent. But since Rihanna's first pregnancy and wore all these amazing high fashion outfits, that obviously isn't what your everyday person's gonna wear, but the trickle down effect has meant that the high street has got a lot better, I think in such a short space of time. And there's just so much more variety to feel fashionable and to feel like yourself, but I think also to feel a bit sexy. And I think that's what's been missing from the image of a pregnant woman, is that you sort of go from being, you know, your sexy, fabulous self, then as soon as you're pregnant, you're just this pregnant person. And there's that weird fetishization of a pregnant body. But day to day, you're sort of seen as other, you know, you're like taken out of the remit of just being a person and then you're put in this other corner of just being a pregnant person.
1: Well it's like the only point of a woman being sexy is to get shagged. Yeah. Is to lure a man to get shagged. It's like we're sort of tropical birds with our plumage. You're sexy so someone will have sex with you and put a baby in you and then you're further in the human race and your job is done. Yeah. Your sexy's done and then it just actually gets worse when you had
0: the baby because then you're a mum and you become mumsy which is frumpy. That's the experience I've felt, definitely. I have seen the difference in how people respond to me. And I think the amazing thing about what Rhianna's done is she's proven that that's absolute bullshit. She had such a strong sense of style beforehand. She's had a strong sense of style since she's been pregnant. And since she's been a mother, it's been exactly the same. Why would it change? Like, why would any of it change? Why would your sense of your own sexuality change? why would your sense of style change just because you've had a kid you're not suddenly this different person and i think that's what she's done has proven that you're the same great
1: being to a smaller extent is what you do with oatmeal colored jumpers (laughs) because you wore them before you wore them during you wear them as a mother you're wearing them during your second pregnancy why should being pregnant and then a mother changed your love for oatmeal coloured jumpers. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't. So great, are <laughs> That's a very nice one. <laughs>
0: Thank you. This is my one from Whistles. One of many. <laughs> I'm thrilled for her. Yes. You know, obviously, like, we're not all going to walk around looking like Rihanna. But I think you need quite an extreme example to reset the equilibrium. Yes. You know? I'm into that. Reset the narrative. Also, I have felt like absolute dog shit this pregnancy second pregnancy so i've heard from other people tend to be worse because you already have a child ew, to look after. why would they make ew like why would it be worse i hate that for you it should be better i know well it's not because you're tired already because you have a child to look mm. after and your body's already like you know been through stuff and now it's having to go through stuff again
1: also the novelty factor's not there it's like when you set up a tent the first time you go camping and yeah. it's really and good like, yeah and then you take it down and pack it away. And then the next time you put the tent up, it's baggy in places. It shouldn't be baggy. Things leak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my body. That is
0: <laughs> the perfect metaphor. But I am, A sexy tent, though. Thank you very much. Mm. But like, I am fucking knackered. I love and I am deeply impressed that she could do that 13-minute intense stint on a levitating platform. She didn't do many dance moves. Some people have called her out for that. Fuck off. Fuck off. Let the dancers dance. She can do a bit of singing. She was wearing trainers. Successful move. Did a bit of a blotting powder halfway through. It was a Fenty product placement though, wasn't it? Of course. She's diversifying her clever, career. But also, you are hotter as a pregnant person. And she did have that quite chunky Eliya coat on. So I imagine there was a bit nice. of sweat factor going on. So it was also quite practical I think something else we should normalise. Blotting sweaty faces. Great.
1: when out and about. Oh, well, fabulous. I love Rihanna. God, she's the gift that keeps on giving. What a glorious human. So, cost of living crisis. (laughs) Obviously, I wrote about that sort of social mobility issue of the bank of mum and dad. Different note. I was reading this piece on The Telegraph. Clever ways to be frugal and still keep up appearances by Stephen Doig. It is funny. And... Knowingly funny, but these are not tips for people on the poverty line. He's spoken to fabulous people like Nikki Haslam, who writes the tea towels, about the etiquette. Yes, and then like a writer and party promoter. Okay, so um, these are kind of like poshy washies. A mix. So this is a bit of a tongue in cheek. Margot Henderson's on here. Alex Gore Brown, knitwear designer. So I'm just going to read you a few. Here's one from Alex Gore Brown, knitwear designer. Although it's an initial expense, I found that the Dyson Airwrap hairdryer is so good that I no longer need to book a blow dry. Also very useful when you live in the countryside. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> she also suggests, which really reminded me of you, using candles as pen pots afterwards. How many pens does anyone have? But Frank used to write this in multiple articles. Well, actually, when you worked at the Telegraph. Yeah. And at the pool, you can use them as pen pots. You can use them as brush pots. So here's one. Tom Chamberlain, editor of The Rate Magazine, My other tip is to always iron your shoelaces. It'll stop them curling and looking shabby and keeps love-worn shoes looking smart for longer. No way. Okay. I don't think I have curly shoelaces. Mm, Neither do I. But maybe we do and we've just not noticed. How embarrassing for us. Mario Henderson suggests a Bicicleta cocktail, which is delicious. Just a bit of Campari in your white wine. (laughs) It is a banger. And like, if you're doing cocktails at a dinner party. Sure. That is a cheapy way. Yeah. Just the two ingredients. And it doesn't even need to be like an expensive white wine. So like, I get that. Here is, I think this was actually just in Stephen's intro. My in-laws have a particularly genius luxe meets low cost trick. They collect a Malfi lemons. The scent and taste quite unlike the little supermarket bullets you get in Britain from the gardens of a villa we go to near Positano each year. <laughs> They then chop them up, freeze them, and use them to zhuzh up a plain old G&T back in Suffolk. Yes. Someone call Martin money-saving Lewis. You know, these are useful tips to people who are of a certain kind of financial background who are tightening belts. And actually people are talking about how the financial middle are going to be worse off. And that's not something we do talk about. But it just really made me laugh. Oh, Nikki Haslam if you're wondering what he's into supermarket vodka he likes it from co-op hello Uh, and then he serves it in a different bottle but he also (laughs) likes plastic cherry blossom which he says looks just like the real thing plastic flowers plastic flowers unexpected from him yeah
0: very well I feel like his vodka trick is the same as my Aesop versus supermarket own brand soap trick yeah quite a good one
1: P.S. did you find your favourite vodka no Maybe you should try this co-op one. Yeah, possibly. But only if I serve it in another bottle. Mm. Really enjoyable. Some life lessons to live by there, clearly. Um. <laughs> Next time I'm in my Amalfi
0: villa, <laughs> I'll make sure to save space in my suitcase Well, there's those lemons I'm going to be chopping up. Oh, the
1: other half living.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. What have you been loving this week? Have you got any recommendations? Yes, I do. Join me in TV Corner. I have watched the whole first what's on your box francesca (laughs) i've watched the whole first block of you i haven't yet it's good how is it it's kind of ridiculous but good but it's set in london yes how are the london vibes we'll see enjoyable because it's an american production and i love the americans interpretation of london where essentially we're all sherlock holmes and we all live in wood panel clad rooms and we all wear lots of sort of v-neck knitwear and have leather holders and globes. Love that. You know? Yeah, it's
1: very... Yeah. Have they hired real British actors or are people doing silly British voices? No, I think they're British actors. Uh-huh. I think. I haven't done a deep dive.
0: It's a bit made in Chelsea. Yeah. He ingratiates himself into a rich social circle. So, yeah, there's a lot of kind of parodies of incredibly wealthy people. Is he
1: leveraging his lips to marry wealth for money?
0: <laughs> I think he might have had some grey strands put in. Mm. I don't know if they're real. I feel like they've artfully placed... He's playing a professor. So I feel like they've really leaned into this kind wow. of like... You know, salt and pepper. What, what does he profess? Literature. Oh,
1: uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm, Books.
0: So he's miraculously got this kind of insane apartment... In West London, floor to ceiling bookcases, there's a working fireplace. We all know that on a lecturer's salary, there's no way you're getting that.
1: No, but did he rob his millionaire oh, yeah, no, wife he mar- when yeah, he killed, no, he killed her? her? Did he pretend to die as well? Yes. yes. Yeah, he chopped his so toes So he off couldn't it. like inherit money, but like, I wonder if he'd done, Perhaps a remember, maybe he did Perhaps. Like some, you know, just your average financial dealings amongst rich people. Yeah. He's a schemer. But what it did make me think is if their interpretation of
0: London and England is always this kind of like country bumpkin period drama, we all live in thatched cottages and drink tea, tea, is our perception of America a bit skewiff? Because I always think American high schools are Sweet Valley High. Yes. And clueless. And I'm like, well, that's just how American
1: teens live. And everyone in New York lives in a loft, and wears high heels all the time but eats bagels but they're very thin <laughs> and they go spinning and they're like angry and frenzied, and they like to walk fast but then anyone outside of new york lives on a lot of land with animals like a ranch. and they know everyone in their town yeah and there's like one bakery where everyone falls in love is that maybe not the case it sounds legit to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we have any american listeners do let us know if we have got completely the wrong end of the stick <laughs> with your country. Interesting. Anyway, definitely worth a watch. Just quite fun. And then the other thing I want to recommend is Gold, which is on BBC. Is it about Spandau Valley? No, sadly. It's a shame. It started on Sunday. It is based on a real robbery. It's an East London group who thought they were robbing a large amount of pesos Right. Actually, they found £26 million worth of gold bullion. Gorgeous. Fun word. It is the biggest robbery in history. They get away with it? Don't know yet. Haven't finished. But apparently, every single piece of gold in circulation contains a small bit of this gold bullion. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that cool? Interesting. So, it's the retelling of that I always find any heist film, I'm always on the side of the
1: robbers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know? I love that. Like, immediately I
1: was rooting for them. Is it a victimless crime? Whose gold is it? Do you know what I mean? I don't have any gold. Normal people don't have gold. So it's not a normal person's gold. You know? Yeah. I'm just a woman of the people. We're not taking bread out of a baby's mouth here. I'm rooting for the underdog. Mm, Yeah. But that's quite fun. There's a good cast. Well also, they make the robbers fun, don't they? And they sort of normally driving around in little fun cars. Yeah, and like they're quite hot. Are they hot? Mm. This is not a sexy drama. In my mind, it's like the Italian Job or one of the Oceans. You know where everyone's. Oh yeah, no, and it's not like Guy richie Brad Pitt oh, okay. kind of vibes. No geese no flat caps.
0: Dominic Cooper's in it. Not that I think he's hot, but I think he's a good actor. Yeah, um yeah. Hugh Bonneville's in it. Also, not my cup of tea, but a pleasure <laughs> <Stop>. to
1: watch. <laughs> just sexualising these poor actors (laughs) just literally everyone I would I wouldn't smash (laughs) pass but it's definitely worth a watch (laughs) have a Valentine's Day Frankie has the horn but not for these people well I think that's all we've got time for thank you so much for listening if you've liked what you've heard please rate review subscribe all those things Send someone a link as a Valentine's present token. And join us in a fortnight for what will be the
0: last pod before my maternity leave. We're not sure how long it will be, probably quite brief. Tis the life of a freelancer. I crack a whip. You know? <laughs> uh,
1: but not just in the bedroom. Away. Ooh. Um, but we'll make you look to my face. <laughs> and I kept a completely straight face and she really shrivelled at the sight of my straight face and that she might not know me that well. Do you crackle up in the bedroom? We'll never know for next time. For next time. Until then. Bye. Hi!